The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. This morning, and also our, our sermon text um, for our meditation is found in Matthew chapter 5. Like I said before, we've been working through a little bit at a time, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and this comes right in the middle of his Sermon on the Mount. And I want to read it for you, so I'm going to ask you to please stand out of respect for the words and works of Jesus. And we're going to hear, we're going to hear this, this lesson. It's just two, just two short verses, and then we're going to take the time to, to reflect on what he says. It has been said, anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. I want to tell you about a woman that we're going to call our Arlene. I uh, I got to know Arlene when I was a young man, and I would visit her in a nursing home facility. About monthly, I'd go, and we we developed a, a, a friendship. She was a very warm person, but at the same time, she was a very private person. And I'll never forget the day as, as my year was ending in that place. I'll never forget the day when, when Arlene said to me, she said, in a quiet way, and as if she were ashamed, she said, I'm divorced. And we talked about that. She'd done nothing wrong. In fact, it was the other person would cause a divorce, but still, she said it with shame, I'm divorced. And I, I thought about that for a long time. I'm obviously still thinking about it today. Why, why was it that it was so difficult for her to say that? And why did she even need to say it at all? Why did it even matter after 20 or 30 years had passed since her divorce? I thought about like what I what I should have said or, or could have said. And I thought that that's why we have to talk about these words from Jesus this morning. For the Arlenes of the world. Who who still feel shame about their divorce some 20, 30 years later. But I know I I, I realize that, that even as I, I promise to talk about marriage and divorce and, and, and remarriage, I, I know that I'm stepping in it. I, I realize it. Like I, I read one great preacher by the name of, of John Stott. He said there's three reasons why pastors never want to talk about this. He said that, that, that there is no unhappiness that can compare to the unhappy marriage. 
And he may be right. There is no unhappiness like that. He also said that, that, that these situations of marriage and divorce and remarriage, they're all very complex. There's always these different situations and, and, and things that you need to think about. It's very complex. And finally, it is, it is, it is very emotional to talk about this. This is a significant thing to talk about. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And yet, and yet, if, if we wish to be faithful to God's word, we wish to be truly evangelical, if we wish to help the Arleans of the world, we, we need to just listen carefully and sensitively to what Jesus said. And, and that's exactly what I want to do. I want to I want to listen to these words of Jesus closely and just actually one verse at a time. That's all we're going to do one verse at a time. And amazingly, I think we're going to we're going to fill up the space of a sermon just on, on two verses. This is what Jesus says first. Verse 31. It has been said. Anyone who divorces his wife must give her a certificate of divorce. So you have to understand the context in which Jesus is speaking. People, people are saying that, that divorce is okay for just about any and every reason as long as you let her go. As long as you at least give her a piece of paper that says this is over. That's what people are saying. And in fact, there were, there were two rival rabbinic camps in, in Jesus' day. One was called the rabbinic camp, the rabbinic camp of Hillel. And this, this, this understanding of divorce and marriage was very lax. It, it was very permissive. It, the, the great historian, the Jewish historian Josephus, talked about this, this um, movement called Hillel. And if we're to believe what he says about it, that that, that means that According to him, that a Jewish man could get a divorce for, quote, any and every reason. In other words, if this is a very extreme example, but if he didn't like the seasoning on the food, send her away. If, if she wasn't becoming like, like she used to be in her youth and he found somebody younger, younger and more perky, send her away. Very permissive, very, very lax. Men could do whatever they wanted with the women in their lives. Just divorce them as long as you give them a piece of paper. That's what they said. On the other hand, there, there was another rabbinic camp called Shemai that said, oh no, she must have committed something indecent, something immoral, a much more conservative view of things, protecting women and the, and the estate of marriage. That's that's, that's the context into which Jesus is speaking these words. And if we look at our own context for divorce and remarriage today, things have only become more extreme. Like on, on the one hand, on, on the very far left, very permissive, very lax. Like, like people, people don't even consider whether it's moral or right to to get a divorce, as if I'm experiencing any amount of unhappiness, send them away, send her away. Or, or if we're just out of sync, or we realize that, 
you know, we got married when we were really young and we didn't really understand this thing called marriage that we can just end it. And we even have terminology today. Gwyneth Paltrow was, was mocked throughout culture when she said that we're, we should consciously uncouple because divorce has so much baggage attached to it. Very permissive, very lax. We, we, we might use the word, this is a big word, but it's called antinomianism. It means against the law. That there is there's no morality when it comes to marriage. You can just dump a person like they're garbage for any and every reason. That's one extreme. The other, the other extreme are the Puritans out there, the legalists. Did you know this? One of the, arguably so, one of the strongest institutions in New York City, if you go to them and say, I need a divorce, they'll say, you can't have one. You need to seek an annulment. You say, well, well, my husband, he cheated. Too bad, so sad. You're going to need to reconcile. Or you can go through our courts and maybe, just maybe, we'll give you an annulment. You know what this institution is? The Roman Catholic Church. There's, uh, talk to people. You, once you're divorced, you can no longer participate fully in the community of the Roman Catholic Church. In fact, this is one, actually one of the reasons why the Reformation took place in the, in the first place. This, this is one in one of our Lutheran founding documents. It says this, the tradition that prohibits remarriage of any innocent party after divorce is unjust. And nothing's changed. People submit to it. This is, this is, a, this is the opposite extreme of, of being lax about marriage. You, you keep, for any and any reason you could get a divorce, the opposite extreme is called legalism. You go beyond even what Jesus says. So into, into, into this context, into this culture come Jesus' words. And now I, wanna, I want you to listen again to what Jesus says. Now we're going to move into verse 32. But I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for sexual immorality, makes her the victim of adultery. And anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So unless these exceptions apply, and we'll talk about them in a bit, Jesus says, Divorce is sin. And specifically, he explains why. Because you will harm, he's speaking to men, when you, divorce, when you send your wife away, you are harming her. You are harming her in an unrepairable un way. You are making her the victim of your adultery. You are, you are victimizing her. So Jesus is he's shining a spotlight on the men of the day who are using women as if they, they could be used and abused, as if they were trash and they could be put on the, on the corner whenever they want. And Jesus says, you can't do that. Your love 
needs to be better than that. Or you can think about it this way. A woman becomes victimized by what her husband did to her. So all the people, this is a, this is a, a cultural thing that can happen. It's a sociological thing where um, a divorce happens. Okay, picture it this way. And then everybody who has no idea what's going on, they, they begin to talk about it at home or along the way. And they say, did you hear? So-and-so got a divorce. <laughs> and she must have done something wrong. And then about a year later or two years later, this person gets remarried and they say, now we know what happened. You see it? She becomes victimized by the culture and the person who sent her away. And Jesus says our love needs to be better than that. This is always true. This is always a lack of love. Divorce is always a lack of love unless, Jesus says, what, this condition applies. There, we, we actually talk about, have you heard this phrase, biblical grounds for divorce? Have you heard that before? One of the biblical grounds for divorce is when the flesh breaks. And this makes sense. When, when the flesh breaks, for example, in death, the marriage is over. Like, we have to understand that. A lot of, a lot of people, when, when they're staring into each other's eyes with stars in their, in their heads and in their hearts, they think, this is going to be forever. Well, it's not true. It's till the flesh breaks. But flesh can break in another way. When, when, when a man or a woman commits um, sexual uh, immorality while they're married, that also, in that moment, breaks the marriage. That's what Jesus says. And then what Jesus says is he empowers then the victim of the situation. He empowers the victim and he says the victim will always forgive but not always reconcile. He or she has a choice then. She or he can continue with the marriage or seek divorce. And in these situations, and I want you to hear me, wow, this is godly. This is according to the word of God. There is such a thing as a holy and spiritual and according to the word of God divorce. That's what Jesus says. There's grounds for divorce. There's another ground for divorce. The Apostle Paul talks about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 7. He says, but it, this is verse 15, but if the unbeliever leaves, let it be so. The brother or the sister is not bound in such circumstances. God has called us to live in peace. So if a Christian is living in a marriage, and there is what, this is what we, the words that we use, we call it malicious abandonment. If someone abandons you spiritually or physically through verbal or physical abuse, this is, this is a way of ending the marriage. It's not love. God has called us to live in peace. And this, too, is a grounds for divorce. This makes divorce holy or according to the word of God. We have to understand that. Now, here's where I want to land the plane today when it comes to marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And, and where we have to, you know, this also applies to every area of our life, by the way. Christians must never become lax or permissive when it comes to sin. We cannot. 
because we have been so loved by God, because our sins have been forgiven, we don't want to move right back into it. So when it comes to marriage and divorce, we need to listen good and well to what the Scriptures teach about marriage, divorce, and and remarriage. And listen, maybe you don't know this, but the Bible has a lot about this. Did you know that? It's not just these two verses. Like Jesus speaks extensively on this. Paul speaks extensively on this. The Old Testament prophets also speak extensively on this. And so here's my offer to you. And some of you have taken me up on it. If you have questions about this, if you need me to walk with you, either to renew your marriage, or if you see your marriage coming apart, I will not judge you. But I will urge you always, sometimes with tears, some of you have been with with me in that, to follow God's will for your life. For some of you, I might say it's time for you to divorce. For others of you, I might say it's time for you to to believe the promises that God can work even in this darkness. We cannot be antinomians. We must live according to God's will because he's loved us so. But we also must not become legalists. We must never go beyond what God says. And so I I just, I got to say this. We cannot let any religious leader, a sect, anyone, ever make us do something that goes beyond the Word of God. It's nothing more than a cult. They say, you can't get a divorce. Well, Jesus says, I can. We must be captive to the Word of God and only the Word of God, always. And if we're not, and we go beyond, it's called legalism. Jesus says so. Now, one last thing. In order to be, we, we want to be an evangelical community. That's our goal. And this is what this, this is going to mean two things for us. We always, the, at the beating heart of everything that we do is the gospel message. At the beating heart is the gospel message. So that means that maybe, maybe there's some people that are listening to this, or they're going to listen to it later, and they're realizing, wow, I've made a real train wreck. I shouldn't have got that divorce. I shouldn't have done that. At the very beating heart of our faith is that we will die in our sins trusting the gospel. And you can can start doing that today. We will die in our sins trusting the gospel. We can know your sins are no worse than David's. They They are no worse than Abraham's. And they died in their sins, trusting the gospel that we are forgiven because of what Jesus has done. And you can start doing that today. Die to your sins and trust the gospel. Second thing would be this. At the very beating of our our faith is, is the gospel. And this is what the gospel says. Maybe there's some struggling marriages out there. I want to speak to that for just a moment. On the basis of the hallowed ground of the gospel message, I want you to realize that God raised Jesus from the dead. He speaks dead things back to life. And if we believe that, and I know we do, then we also believe 
that he can speak new life back into your relationship. This is Jesus' teaching on divorce and remarriage and marriage. Let's pray together. Jesus, you've given us the beating heart of our life, and you've forgiven us. You've redeemed us for everything that we've done. Help us not to be lax or permissive or, or move into sin, but or even, even to go too far with purity and, and to think that we are irredeemable. We want to live in, in forgiveness and peace. And for those of us who, who are thinking about our past, help us to put it behind us and live in holiness. And, and for those of us who are thinking about our, our future, help us to trust the gospel that you can speak life even into dead places and things. Jesus, we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen.